following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and Tyler are back to recap the most impressive week of college football to date this season when week seven got unhinged. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Brian Finch. This is the Two Point Conversation. 319! 319! Yeah, spot. Tyler, my man. What's going on? You like music? I'm ready for some music. You do you generally like music? Do you like bluegrass music? I'm so flexible, I can listen to anything. Oh. How about uh, a little uh, Rocky Top? so catchy and i love it so much more when it's the band uh <laughs> not not the smoothest of uh outros on a song ever and uh, not the smoothest segue but i just had to play it feels right uh what a hell of a weekend we just witnessed and uh the biggest of them all would have to be tennessee doing their part and uh upsetting alabama number two alabama goes down were they, they were number two going in weren't they yeah, I think Georgia is still number one. Did you catch this? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it was slow at work, so we uh, watched this entire game. It was. I feel like when Alabama loses, America wins. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you're an Alabama fan listening to this, but it, it's true. I'm pretty sure half of us were rooting for Tennessee, and I know I was. It's a, it's a weird thing to do when you know people intimately uh my father-in-law is a diehard bama fan respect mm-hmm. to him though because he was long on that bandwagon well before they got saving so you know no none of this uh bandwagon thing from him but yeah i love it dude i love to see them lose so much oh yeah me too and i mean what a way that tennessee uh tennessee rally i mean they almost blew it right <laughs> No, it was it, it was tenuous at times. It seemed like that it was just going to be out of reach. No matter how many good plays they made, they made enough. It seemed like they made enough mistakes that it was going right. to cost them the game. Uh, a very costly turnover, um, I believe, right right before the turn into the fourth quarter. I mean, Tennessee was having a day. So let me get the uh, where's the box score. I want to get the box score. How come you're not giving me quarter by quarter, ESPN? Hold on, folks. I'm navigating. <laughs> oh, what? Scoring place? Oh, there we go. Perfect. Okay. So 21-7 in the first, Tennessee lead. Then mm-hmm. it's a 20-28 Tennessee lead going into half. And then it's 15-6 to in the third quarter for Bama. 
And then Tennessee pulls it off, like you said, in the fourth, outscoring Bama 18 to 14. And I mean, who's who's the player of the game? It's tough to pick. I mean, it's obviously coming from Tennessee's side, but are you leaning? Yeah. Or, or are you leaning uh, Hyatt? I think I'm picking Hyatt. Yeah. And if we could play fantasy football and college football, oof, what a weekend this was. You can. At least you, well, you I, can. I, I have on, the, on uh, Yahoo. I, uh, oh, okay. Ryan and I messed around for a year. Um, who did I have that it was just unfair that I, I was able to draft him and then he didn't have him. And it was just, I was just outscoring him by like 60 points every week. Of course, it was just me and him <laughs> in the league. It was just dumb right. to do, so we did it. Yeah, and we didn't have like Autobots drafted or anything like that, and no random strangers hopped in, so it was just me and him. I mean, there might have been one other dude, but whatever. Um, dude, it, we talked about a lot of red receivers last week uh, with Bryce um, from the Sideline Scout. Uh, that was awesome, by the way. Uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. It was nice to take a break from uh, the grind, if you want to call it, of breakdowns and previews. And just it gets repetitive and it was nice to break it up for a week. But uh, I'm glad we hopped back in um, on such an electric week in college football. So bring it, bringing them in. Um, uh, bringing in Bryce was a lot of fun last week, but. Back to the grind. So we both picked Hyatt. Um and we didn't talk about him last week with Bryce, Tyler. Uh we yep. did not bring up Hyatt's name. Um I mean early impressions on just one game where he really showed out. What are you thinking about this, dude? You know, I didn't even hear any of his name before. Like I've never heard of him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in any like preseason rankings for wide receiver or anything like that. But I mean, if you put what he had, what five touchdowns? He did against Alabama. I think he's on the map now. Yeah, six, there's gonna be some eyes on him. Yeah, six for two hundred seven and five touchdowns. He is a junior. Uh, I like his size. It, he's six foot one eighty. It's that seems to be a threshold right now in the uh, um, in the ESPN. <laughs> I'm staring at. <laughs> Uh, in the NFL, where the six foot dominant wide receivers are pretty common, like right. I can think of Steph Diggs, you know, Chase is right around there. I think he's like closer to six one, but either way, he's he's not taller than six one. Um, Jefferson's a little taller. I think he might be like six two or so. But I mean, there's tons of guys in the league right now playing that you know carry that weight, that height. And uh, can dominate. So, if you take out the two hundred seven and the five touchdowns this game, I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, just say eh, one game, whatever. So he still has twenty seven catches on the year for three hundred yards and five touchdowns. So it's not like he hasn't been doing anything, right? So not a necessary out of nowhere as far as maybe. Um, top guys in, in the receiving world of college football, but um, definitely not as far as, you know, guys that probably should be thought about when the draft comes around. What was the biggest takeaway from this? I mean, we obviously the passing yards and how electric 
you know, that combination of Hooker um, and Hyatt were. But, I mean, Bama was right there the whole game. And it didn't seem like it was a Bryce Young issue. It really just seemed like, I I hate I'm going to say this. Tennessee had the better athletes on the field at times. Like maybe not right. defensively, Tennessee matching up with the offense of Bama, but dude, those wide receivers and not just Hyatt were pulling away from defenders from Bama. Yeah, Alabama's defense. I just, I don't know what happened after the second half. I mean, they just they went back to Alabama. <laughs> they got on the bus early for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I don't know. I and to be fair. I wasn't being very analytical at all about this game. I was just like soaking it up. I, me and my wife, and it's her dad. You know what I mean? It's my father-in-law that's the Bama fan, and she's right there with me the whole time. I'm like, come on, Vols, let's go, baby, we got this. And they pull it off in the end. Um, I, I hope we see them match up again later on. I, the SEC is a, it's in a weird spot. We're gonna get into it a little bit more, but. It's in a weird, weird ass spot uh, right now. I think as far as who's good and who's not, Obviously, right? It's still good, right? Absolutely, I would still have them as a top team, even though they did lose. But I mean, it is Alabama. It is Nick Saban. They've been here before, mm-hmm. and they're, they're still a good football team every Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and I mean, how many other times this year are they going to go up against a team? that you can make an argument <clears throat> they don't have the best athletes on the field. Exactly. And I want to see where Tennessee goes from here. I want to see them all foot on the, you know, uh, gas pedal. I want I, no breaks, just mm-hmm. keep rolling. But Tennessee, they, we all know Tennessee, they can beat Alabama and then they'll probably lose next week. They better That's a Tennessee thing. They're, they're playing UT Martin. I don't know what conference that is. I, no, I've never even heard of them. Yeah. It's it's obviously not FBS, so it's right. it's something bad. Um, they will get a test against Kentucky the week after. Then it's Georgia week. So Oof. one one that's quick, gonna be a good one. Yeah, one quick retooling. Get everyone healthy. If they if anyone's hurt, rest them. You know what I mean. Take take a bye. Let them chill out. And then uh, yeah, get ready for Kentucky because uh, we'll hit them later in this episode. Uh, who's up next? Uh, real quick, I just want to see, um, or I just want to know where that field, uh, the goalpost went. They got to get a new one before they play U, uh, UT Martin. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the president in the booth? The no. ten, okay, the University of Tennessee president's up in the booth in the box, luxury box. Um, and he's got a cigar. It's not lit yet, but he's got a cigar in his mouth. Biggest grin you've ever seen on his face. They're watching. With pride, just all these student athletes and and students coming together on the field, and off, like you said, off go the goalposts, and they march it through the tunnel. I don't know how they got it through the tunnel. It should not. Yeah, me neither. They had to break it like right before they got there. I didn't see a picture of them breaking it, but it was like you're not going to get it through. It's too wide. And then obviously they got it out because it was on the street. I I saw the street, Um, but they asked the president like, "How much do those goalposts cost?" It goes. It, it goes. It don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> Which is like the perfect. That's response. awesome. Yeah, that's, dude, that dude, that dude's a legend right now on campus. It right? is like basically just 
if he could be out there on a platform going, tear it up, dudes, go burn some couches tonight. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we're not going to be able to top that game. No. It, it is the probably it might go down as the best game of the year. We'll see. There are, there yeah, I was going to say that games, but so far that's the num- numero uno. <clears throat> but this week also was numero uno thanks to some other teams stepping up. Yeah, and it's our boys in blue. Um, I don't know. Are we a second half team? Yes, that's a great point. Yes, one hundred percent. And thank God we have Blake Corum. That's all I'm saying. Penn State gave us a fight. Penn State's there. I don't know. Hmm. I saw something that they're 0-10 against. No, it can't be 0-10. 0-6. I'm dumb. <laughs> they're 0-6 <laughs> against top 10 teams. There we go. Um, since 2016. It might right. be open ten. Actually, I take that back now. I didn't write down the stat, but I saw it, and it was it was not good. Um, James Franklin has a ginormous contract. I was just about to say that. They're not looking good now. They're not looking good, and they're not looking good in places that you thought should have been a strength. There's no reason the Michigan Wolverines should have rolled up 400 yards rushing on you. Exactly. And I feel like Sean Clifford has been in college football for like 10 years. Yeah. And he still gets by <laughs> week to week doing YOLO ball. That's yeah, really. That's that's how he exists in, in college football, which is either completely wide open, obvious guys, normally a tight end, or or it's a YOLO ball out to a guy on the outside one on one with a corner. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Their, their next wide receiver, uh, he's wearing number three. That seems to be like their go-to number for their top wide receiver, but um, I guess I could look up his name. I could pretend to be kind of professional at times. <laughs> um, but he kept jumping off to me. I thought that I thought he was a tough matchup. Let's see if I get lucky. Is it this Wallace dude? No, he's number six. Is it this Washington dude? Yeah, number three, Parker Washington, a sophomore. He's 5'10 out of Sugarland, Texas. So it's like I was trying to say, though, it's not like they don't recruit well, and it's not like they're not good in the spots that you think they are based on who they have. I mean, people right. that follow these guys through high school and through their careers in college that keep track of this stuff, they will tell you that defensive line is supposed to be a strength of this unit. And the receivers have been a strength to this. And you're correct in calling out Clifford and the fact that they've done a lot to make your job a whole lot easier, bud. Right. Exactly. And, you know, he, I guess he played okay against Michigan. Um, let's see. I don't have any stats up, but. Yeah, he's 7 of 19, 120 yards. No touchdowns. No okay. I take that back. <laughs> they bring that Aller dude in. He goes five of ten for thirty-seven yards and three point seven yards uh, per attempt. Here's a problem with that, though, Tyler. I believe they were planning on redshirting that dude, Aller, and they played him. So there, that. Right. Yes, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, our boy McCarthy didn't look great. 
I know. A little shaky. And I think it's mostly due to the fact that he's still trying to figure out how to use his body correctly every time. Because he's gifted with a, a really good arm, like so many other quarterbacks we've seen in college football. If you remember Patrick Mahomes when he played in college football, this dude had this issue that McCarthy has. Not as severe. McCarthy's got more growth that he has to do here than Mahomes did. Uh, but I remember Mahomes overthrowing guys set out for set up screens, you know, towards the sideline. McCarthy mm-hmm. airmails air one that should have been a third down conversion. There was nobody out right. there. It was wide open. It was perfectly set up. It could have gone for a bunch of yards, but it was like a third and nine, and he airmails it. His mechanics are off, and he doesn't follow through. And because he kind of just half throws it, it sails on. Mm-hmm. So the leaning on the receiving or the running backs will come to a head at some point. And my question, exactly. my question to you is a diehard. Do you believe that McCarthy will get to a point this season where you can rely on him to at times take control of the offense? And that's including using his own running of the ball. I, I do. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on him. And I think he knows that there's a lot of pressure because Harbaugh can go to Cade anytime. And I feel like JJ, he knows what to do, but he just is not doing it. Like, I don't know, like what you said about the screen pass. Could have had so many yards, but he throws it into the first row mm-hmm. or he underthrows it. You know, I think he can take a leap forward. It's going to take some time. I know our schedule um, next week, I, the time change. I know we'll get to the schedule next, but Michigan State. I want to see him against Michigan State, see what he does. But I think I think he'll eventually take a leap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the talent's there, and I believe he's getting the right coaching. I, I do think that Harbaugh's probably in his ear about being overly conservative just because of how this def- defense is playing and just how dominant that op- – oh, my God, that offensive line is insane. I, that's really what it, like the main takeaway from that game for me is, which is – I still believe Penn State's defensive line is talented. I still think they're they're a top 15 unit in college football, which is awesome. But it's just they ran up against who I believe is the number one unit in college football. Do you think Harbaugh is holding J.J. back a little bit? I think he's probably in his ear about limiting what he does because he made that one pass. It went over top of an outstretched like a, a a dude jumped up from Penn State to try and pick it off, and it was over his head. And I think JJ was trying to throw it out of bounds, but either way, he ends up making a throw that he should not have made, and right. it almost got picked. And you saw Harbaugh's face, and I could totally see once he gets to the sidelines, like there's a conversation of right. You, you got to know the situation. We were, I think we were in field goal range when that play happened, so those kind of things are like what's holding him back, maybe. Yeah, like even to be right, like even last year when Cade had his struggles and JJ went in a couple times, you know, JJ was throwing his body out there, extending the play, throwing across his body 60 yards. We're just not seeing that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That's enough for Michigan. (laughs) We could go on and on and on about them. 
no, instead we can move to a new conference. I like how this is kind of breaking down. Uh, Michigan, oh, I'm sorry, TCU rallies to beat Oklahoma State. And I mean that 100% that it was a rally because it should have been over. They yeah, should two OTs. <laughs> no, not this TCU's one. TCU's there. Oh, no. No, not this game. This game, um, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm all over the place. That's how we roll. Yeah. Yeah. Total professional over here. Double overtime. You're correct, sir. And it was based on the fact that our man Duggan has a heart of a lion, as cliche as that is. Right. Yeah. 286 yards. 286 through the air. Another 57 on the ground. And one of the toughest touchdown runs you'll ever see from a college football quarterback. Right, and then to follow it up and go get the two point conversation. Conversation, <laughs> man, I'm fantastic today. The two point <laughs> conversion afterwards, on top of it all, you know, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is. I didn't really uh, catch this game at all, but TCU, man, they're like that team that's. I like that Swiss Army knife team. Isn't it weird? What we thought they were, like, we weren't talking to each other, uh, like, you know, over a computer or anything two years ago. But, like, two years ago, three years ago, you would think about, like, a winning TCU program, <laughs> a opportunistic defense, the best the best unit normally in the Big 12, Baylor sometimes too, just, you know, different athletes on that side of the ball than the rest of the conference has. And I think they're back to playing that style, but then they add in the fact that they've got this wide receiver emerging and, and, and Duggar's finding himself. So right. I could watch them play any day. My buddy Alex is a diehard fan and he's definitely listening oh, wow. to this episode. So shout out Alex Morris. Uh, your boy's looking good. We've talked about this a bunch. Didn't like the unis. Did you see the unis? I did not. No. Okay. While we're still talking, can you can you look it up? Because I think you, we need yeah. to have context for you here. Um, okay. Because I think you'll miss out. You'll feel bad. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I wanted to chime in on how off they were. Yes, Al, because I'm not backing down on that. Um, this dude, Johnston, man, he is Quentin Johnson, junior, 6'4", 215. Uh, he played an amazing game, but just like, where have you been? <laughs> right. The last two weeks have been insane. 14 catches, 206 yards, and a touchdown last week against uh, Kansas. But then you go, well, okay, well, that's Kansas. You know, you know, they're, they're, yes, they're a fun team this year. They're, they were winning. Um, they're on a two-game road uh, skid right now, though, unfortunately. But, um, you know, they're competitive this year. So maybe write it off. But then again, this week, he balls out. Eight for 180 and another touch. Yeah, I just pulled up the jersey and... Yeah, no, no, but the the red is supposed to mean Alex. It stands for like the blood that this frog, the horned frog, like squirts, spurts out of his eyes or something like that. This animal sounds intense. Yeah, what kind of poison is this? Uh, is this? <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, I'm not fine. a fan. 
if you want to bring out the red because Halloween and whatever, and it's like blood and intimidating, we'll scale back the purple a little bit, bud. How about how about a black helmet with the red? How about right, exactly? How about a white, all white helmet with red uh, horn frog outline? Like that would have been kind of cool. Right, and I think last week I said TCU has like one of the best uniforms in college football, and I didn't mean it like this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No. Next week's uniforms for them—they've already leaked them. Elite. Oh, I didn't see those. They got, dude. They sneakily have some of the best units in all. Oh, of them. absolutely. Um. So Duggars has a day. This dude, Quentin Johnson, has a day. It's really though the story of the game is. TCU's defense showing up in the second half. They're good. So 14-7 in the first for Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State, 10-6 in the second. So they're going in 24-13 at half, well in control. They outscore TCU 6-3 in the third and get blanked in the fourth quarter. (laughs) It's impressive. It is. Um. I do know that I started questioning Spencer Sanders a little bit more. Um, he is a poor man's Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph was pretty good, actually, for Oklahoma State back in the day. Right. But uh, Sanders isn't that guy. He's just not that guy. They were doing a good job on the ground. Uh, but, you know, it was mostly through Sanders. I don't know. I think Oklahoma State will stand this. Uh, as far as prospects for TCU going forward, I really think it's sky's the limit for the conference. They can go win this thing. Oh yeah, they're like they're that team that's they don't get talked about, but they can beat your team that you talk about. Right. They're they're good. Yeah, yeah. They get Kansas State next week, and then uh, uh, West Virginia, Texas Tech, who unfortunately is floundering right now. I don't know what's going on with them. And um, then it's penalty Texas week. So we'll see where Texas is at that point. <clears throat> Good things coming from Texas. Anything else in this game? I think I'm good. Good. Uh, next up. I know we talked about uniform matchups, but USC rocking. Or I'm sorry, not USC. It is the USC game, but Utah. Utah's helmets this past weekend. Yes. Those were beautiful. And Utah squeaks out 43-42 against the Trojans. I fell asleep. Didn't even watch it. <laughs> this is this is oh. the game that was getting second screen action for me. I fell asleep, unfortunately. Was this a late game? It was, it, was, it was decently late. It was going on at the same time as Clemson, Florida State. Oh, okay. Which was, which unfortunately got, and we're going to get into that game too. But I looked at him like, all right, why did this, like, why did this get the prime matchup? I don't even know. Like, because you would have based it off of last year. Right. And when you said, I mean, maybe they didn't set the time until a few weeks into the season and they bumped up. Well, that's possible. All right. I'll be fair and I'll just say, I don't know exactly when they chose the time because college for. Football sometimes reserves the actual kickoff time. The date doesn't change, but the kickoff time does. And may, they might have bumped that to prime time because a few weeks ago it would have made sense. It did not make sense if you were watching that. <laughs> that did not look good after a while. But we're not talking about them anyways. We're talking Pac-12 action. 
Yeah. Pac-12 after dark. And Utah takes this one. Uh, Cameron Rising, 415 through the air. Yep. He's kind of up and down quarterback. He has his he has his games, you know? Mm-hmm. He's he's the guy last week with Bryce that I threw out last. I'm like, Cam Rising, though, well, I'm a little interested in him going forward. Exactly. Yeah, you just, you're not sure what you're going to get from him week after week. But USC was there. USC's still good. Um, but I think Utah moves up in the rankings a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Five and two Utah, uh, and now six and one USC. Um, let's see, USC next week will play Arizona, then Cal, who just lost this week somehow to Colorado, who USC plays after Cal. Then they take on UCLA and finish it up with Notre Dame. I see one loss left on the schedule, so there's a chance for Utah if they can win out that they can be right back in ch- into the championship discussion. Yep. Uh, Cal Williams has a day, man. Yeah, he's he's good. He's that he is good. I think he will be a unanimous number one selection next year. I think he heard us talking smack last week about him. <laughs> well, he he always has it in him that any week can be that week. Um, I don't know why he struggles so much against a, what would you would think is a much weaker defense in Washington State than Utah, but maybe he likes the challenge, and he was up to it. His team doesn't win, but it's not to his fault. Dude was perfect, and they basically 25 of 42, uh, 381, and five touchdowns. I'm not gonna be mad about that. No, not at all. So they got some stuff to figure out. It I didn't get to watch this game as thoroughly as I wanted to. It was late. I was tired. I partied. Just kidding. I just watched Michigan win and it was fun. Um, but yeah, I think, dude, I think uh USC and Utah, you know, will keep themselves well within this discussion of the Pac twelve. I think they'll see each other again. Yeah. I never look ahead to the division, like look at the divisions. So maybe they won't, but maybe they will. Right. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, me too. I hate, I hate the divisions in college football should be just be one. And then you take I'm the trying college. to sound smart. Well, then it's not working. Well, no, it's no, we're, we're not pros. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it make more sense to take the top four teams? And that's, you know I mean? would think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, good on the Pac-12 being fun um, when we thought they weren't going to be fun. The, the Pac-12 as we know it for now. That is true. Uh, something I never thought that we would have to discuss, uh, maybe ever, in talking college football between <laughs> you. The undefeated Syracuse. What? That's right. He said it. Undefeated Syracuse. Undefeated Syracuse, who will be traveling to Death Valley to take on Clemson. Game day, where you at? Exactly. They got to be going back to Death Valley. They have to. (laughs) Hype it up. This is going to be a good game, actually. It will be tough. I'll say that for Syracuse. It's going to be tough. But if they can step up like they did this week, um, I don't know. I don't even know. 
What do, what do you continue to talk about? Uh, they probably have to play Notre Dame at some point, right? <laughs> that's that's both eventually, yeah. Oh yeah, right after Clemson, they take on Notre Dame. Write that game off. That's a win. Uh, Pitt, who apparently forgot how to football. Florida State, they're uh, you know sneaky. Got that Wake Forest offense. Oof. And then uh, Boston College will finish it out. So, tough road ahead for Syracuse, but we can spend some more time on this game. I did have this on, on the second screen while Michigan was playing. So I, I caught bits and pieces from this. Uh, NC State, you know, 15 coming into Syracuse, who was ranked 18. Syracuse will probably move up, definitely. Um, Garrett Schrader, 210 through the air. Is he an NFL ready quarterback or no? Um, he is, but I just don't think he'll get drafted. He may be a, a day three draft pick, but he may go undrafted. Okay. He's my, yeah. my, my draft crush, though, right now. <laughs> Cuse is rolling. Yeah. They're rolling. I love their defense. Now, I know, but if they be, if they beat Clemson this week, are they legit? Yeah. You would have to. Yeah. I don't know what kind of athletes they have to contend with Shipley. That's for damn sure. That dude. Yeah, Will Shipley. Yeah. yeah. But as far as just a, pun- a puncher's chance, as they say it, yeah, I'd give them a puncher's chance. Right. NC State, unfortunately for them, don't just lose the game. They lose their quarterback too. So, oh, did they? I didn't. I didn't know this. Yep. So, um, they put Neil. Did he even not record a, a stay line? I'm not even sure. So it's last week that they lose Leary to injury. Which I was confused on. I thought that he started this game and he left early, like very early, because I was like, I didn't even see any stats from him. But he is opting to have shoulder surgery. So he is done for the year for the Wolfpack. It's terrible. Yeah. It's all right. He wasn't playing great, anyways. <laughs> That sounds terrible, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He was a dude that I was excited to take a step this year. He wasn't playing great, so, you know, take this injury as a blessing as best as you can and and turn a po- uh, negative into a positive. Go learn something about yourself and uh, come back at it next year. Right. Uh, yeah, so stat-wise, it's Tucker. He's the reason this offense gets to do anything. Uh, if he wasn't as talented as he is, the Syracuse running back, uh, this offense doesn't move the ball at all because the play, it's a play-action game that gets these receivers going. And uh, this week it's Gadsden hauling in eight for 141 and two touchdowns against a pretty good Wolfpack defense. Yeah, I mean, the Wolfpack, I mean, I know they were 15, but they're a decent program. They're getting better. Yeah. No, like legitimately that – like the corn, the fact that the corners, you know, kind of struggle a little bit was a little um, eye opening at times. So. Yeah, exactly. Syracuse steps up competition immediately. Um, as far as NC State goes, 
their season will officially enter non-existent mode, which is you're going to get a bowl game because you're going to get another win out of here beating up on Virginia Tech. Then they get waked out. Might be tough and they might lose. But then it's Boston College, Louisville, who's struggling this year, and then uh, real tough in-state with Carolina to end it. So their season, I think, is officially on the rocks. I would have to agree. All right. Where are we jumping to now? Let's go to Texas. Texas, Iowa State. Longhorn takes this one 24-21. Did you watch this one? I did not. I did not. It's kind of boring. Uh, caught bits and pieces to this, but Iowa State was there. They were just there. Box score-wise, uh, 14-7 going into half. Texas has a lead. Um, and it's really, that's the difference in this game. The third quarter, it's 7-3 Iowa State, and then it's 7-7 the fourth. Urs makes, um, makes the headlines, I think, for this game. I mean, you're never going to uh, talk about Texas and not talk about B. John Robinson. Exactly. But I think it's... 135. Like, yeah, right? I mean, just what walk in the park for him. No big deal. <laughs> just another cider to... Yep. Um, it's Quinn Ewers, man. He he just makes the right play at the right time. He's good. I mean, as long as he's that quarterback, they have a shot. Yep. It's the hair, man. It's gotta mullet, be that mullet's got power. <laughs> he's uh he's a red shirt freshman or is he a true freshman? Says he's just freshman here on ESPN's app. I'm gonna assume that it is just freshman, maybe. Um, but they got the Manning kid coming in too. They got Arch Junior. Archie Manning. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna look to red shirt Arch, I would imagine. And then the just I would assume so. Yeah. Quinn. Must be nice. Um, that kind of gets us to our theme, though, that I didn't mention to you until just now. Uh, how about teams that we've been trying to say are back? Maybe we have a map to see where they are going to be, and it's all next year that they're back. USC, okay. come back again with Caleb Williams. You know, another year, all those players under a new coach. No longer a new system. It's they all played in it for a year. You say you can say the same thing about Texas. You know, all of them are going to be back in the same system. Quinn's going to be in the same system again. I I think these teams that are historic college football teams. I mean, next year is the year they're back. Could be, or we curse them. Ah, I would love it. <laughs> I, I would walk around with a. a crown in my head that says that. <laughs> yeah, come at me, Longhorn fans. You ru- you ruined my my New Year's Day so many years ago with Vince Young, so I don't even care. Shut up. Exactly. There's a cool story behind that. You want to hear it? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, early on in my wife and I dating, so uh, c- for Christmas, she wanted to get me something cool and she wanted to get me Sabres tickets. I I'm totally cool with that. It's a good present. And <laughs> she was down to two dates. 
one was on New Year's Day, which is when the Rose Bowls always played. She didn't know. And the other one was later on in like maybe the end of March, early April, like end of the season. And Mm -hmm. that ends up being a game against Ottawa when Chris Neal elbowed Drury. Oh, yeah. I was there. You were there? I that was, I was the there, other yeah. game that she was gonna take me to, but instead oh, we, really? we go to an Islanders game on New Year's Day, um, Tucks and Pucks, <sighs> which is cool. It's an old tradition, uh, going back mm-hmm. to like the original seventies of the Sabers, and um, so we go and do that. They do they do win. The Sabers won. I think it was like two one, maybe one nothing. Not a real exciting game. DVR the Rose Bowl and uh, come home and just fast forward, fast forward. Fa- this is terrible. Fast forward, fast forward was awful. I watched the whole game in like, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> it's trash. So that's the story I like bringing up. I'm like, it was like a, a twofer. <laughs> get home on yeah, two for one. Yeah, get home on the Rose Bowl to watch us lose. And the other game that I didn't go to which turns out to be one of the craziest Buffalo Sabres games of all time. Yeah, that was that was incredible. <laughs> uh so that that's my story. Um Longhorns, two losses on the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough hill to climb, I think. But, I mean, it could happen. There's, they're pretty, the Big 12 is pretty competitive this year. I think that's why we're seeing the likes of even Texas Tech um, sitting at 3-3. Three and three. You know, they're, they're a good spot, I think. So It is. Even if you're a Texas fan, I mean, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you were in that game with Alabama. Yeah. So, I mean, there's next year might even be brighter. So, yeah. Well, then the next year they officially join the SEC, I think. Oh, yeah. So, if you're a Texas fan, forget it. <laughs> no, I think it might be perfect timing. I think it might be perfect time. Just when Texas AM hopped over. Yeah. We did. With, with uh, uh, not that I think Arch Manning or Quinn Ewers is anything like Manziel, but there's the comparison there. I'll finish it off. Now I'm comparing the two. Last game that we kind of circled that I, I at least I thought was worth talking about. Um, you can chime in another Florida State Clemson. Uh, catch any of this game? I did not, unfortunately. This is the game that I sat and watched, and the whole time I thought, I think I know how this is going to end. So I kind of <laughs> turned it off in the second half once. Uh, Clemson got out to their big lead uh, as they do. Um, I don't really know what to say about Florida State at this point. I think the program's headed in the right direction, but I have said this so many other times before. You know, They put us down. They do. And even this year, we, we pumped them up earlier in the season. And, oh, look at, look at Florida State messing around. Well, just like that, snap your fingers, they're 4-3. and three. Exactly. <laughs> Which is far better than they were last year when I don't think they had their first win until November. Something like that. <laughs> it was not good last year. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, DJ's normally the man, right? And he was, again, once this, once again for this game. Uh, DJ, DJU, as we'll just call him for now. You can try and pronounce it at home. It's a fun game to play. Uh, he's 15-23. <laughs> 203 yards, three touchdowns. Guy just had easy throws to make all game, it seemed like to me. 
Yeah, ukulele. <laughs> I call him ukulele. <laughs> it's a. I know that it's a ethnic to Samoan hand and ancestry and stuff like that. So I totally respect it. But like, how do they even know how to like spell that? Yeah. Like it's yeah, got exactly. It, it, it's got if it's it's got to be using a different alphabet to like actually pronounce it right. But shout out to them because they have crazy bloodlines and they produce amazing athletes. You go, go look at Utah's roster. You'll find like five dudes yeah, exactly. that, that all have a uh, long history of dads and uncles that have all played and they're all Samoan and they're all amazing. Uh, Shipley, I mentioned him earlier, goes 20 carries, 121 yards, no touchdowns, and a beastly kick return. Did you see the kick return? I, I actually, I, I didn't see it, but I, I heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Burst, dude, has insane burst. And uh, to couple with that, the, the power, he's able to run through tacklers. It was fantastic. Didn't end up being a touchdown. I'm hyping it up so much, and I only don't do only got to like the 30 yard line, but he should have been tackled like four times, and he just kept right. running through everyone. It was awesome. Uh, Clemson 7 and 0. We already said they're playing Syracuse, hosting Syracuse. What are your thoughts without looking ahead? Um, on the rest of the year for them, I think uh, for Clemson, right? Yeah, sorry, I was dozing off here. Um, Clemson—they're—they're they're kind of a weird team for me. They are. Uh, their defense—I know I said this in episodes past—that their defense is national championship worthy. Yeah. Like it's a good defense, but their offense. I'm going to just call him you, quarterback you. Um, he's hit or miss for me. Mm. He's hit or miss. Some games he played I – mean, you, you see him last year. I mean, there is definitely a jump from last year. He is day, playing a little bit better. Yeah. But you still don't know what you're going to get every Saturday. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I think Clemson – I mean, the ACC – it's kind of, I mean, this year it's kind of more competitive than years past, but I think Clemson is going to win the ACC again. Well, uh, if they can get through Syracuse, which they should. Which I think, yeah, I think they will. They're favored by 13 and a half points, so Vegas thinks so too. They get Notre Dame on the road. Okay, so that's hostile they, environment, yeah. Yeah, then they get Louisville at home. Miami at home. They finished it off with South Carolina, actually, which I find interesting. They always play in Notre Dame. Like, they always screw up in Notre Dame. Well, if they did it this year, it would be look really bad. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, because Notre Dame is, I hate to say it, but they're not good. They're nothing. No, they are not good. I do not enjoy watching them, nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> Nor have I. Well, I shall not tune in this year at all. They're uh, they're losing games in ugly fashion. Like it's one thing to like not be winning a lot, but to like win, mm-hmm. like, lose, and just to like, bog the game down and make it unwatchable. Like, ugh. well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I think we can wrap it up for week seven. Uh, I will mention that I watched Ole Miss and Auburn for far too long. Um, 
I I was texting you about it, and I said I kind of like Lane Kiffin's offense. They're figuring out how to run the ball now, so that's new and fun. And they're a team that doesn't really get a, na- a lot of national spotlight on, but they're definitely a good team. They're seven and zero, and they're a top ten team now. Uh, after the AP polls came out, so now they maybe are finally getting people's attention. Um, yeah, I was about to say maybe see what they got now. Yeah, their quarterback did not have a good day. <laughs> not a good day. Nine of nineteen, Jackson Dart. Nine of nineteen, get three touchdowns and a pick. So like, yeah, three touchdowns, but he only averaged like six yards per attempt. Like, meh. yeah. Um. Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, Kentucky Mississippi State. That was a fun game. Uh, that was a, a mid afternoon game. I think it was on at the same time as Alabama. Um, I caught a little tiny bit of this, uh, just enough to notice that Kentucky's defense actually won the game for them. It seemed like, which is so weird. No, no, no. Let's see here. Turnover. Oh no! It was, oh, Mississippi, Mississippi State had an interception return for a touchdown. Oh, nice! I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember something happening in the fourth quarter, but I misremembered which team did what. It's hard when you're watching two games at once. All right, it's I do my right. best. Uh, on to week eight. Let's do it. All right, uh, Tyler, you got any highlighted games or not? Oh, I know. I'll, I'll just take this from one from you. UT Martin and Tennessee. I'm down. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, absolutely. On the SEC network, count me in. Um, Tennessee by a mile. Yeah. But we've seen some Tennessee teams in the past where they beat a good team and then they play a mediocre team and they find a way to lose. But I think it's, this year is a different Tennessee team. So. Mm-hmm. They should stop them. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Anyone else? Um, I know we said this multiple times. You know, Syracuse at Clemson. It's high noon. I wish this game was like flexed. I wish they can do that. This would have been sweet if it was like 7:30 in Clemson under the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, Syracuse fans. I have to go with Clemson, and this kills me to say. I think Clemson is just way too good for Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being ABC, game day could be going there now. Really. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But I wish this game was at 730. That would have been so sweet. They did game day from Texas, from Austin, um, before the Longhorns played a noon game, I remember. so. Okay. Yeah. I wish that game was at 730. I know. It's so disappointing, but it is what it is. At least you don't have a Michigan game standing in the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, how about UCLA, Oregon? A nine versus that's, 10. That's a good one. Give me, uh, give me UCLA. Okay. Right in offense. Yep. This game's at 3.30. That's going to be a good one, too. I'll go with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. For sure. Uh, that's uh, games in Eugene, by the way. Road game. Road game for the Bruins. Uh, Texas travels to Oklahoma State. Texas uh, coming off the big win. Oklahoma State coming off a big loss. 
I could see a storm coming to Oklahoma State. I was about to say, give me, uh, let's hook them this weekend. Give me Texas. Six-point favorite is the Longhorns, and I will bet with that six given up. That won't be an issue for me. I, I just think they I, – I don't think Oklahoma State's defense can hang. I don't think they can do it. Yeah, I mean, they've been struggling for the last couple of weeks. I think it's done. Yeah. I think they're done. <clears throat> um, Kansas State, TCU. Five and one Kansas State having a good year. Traveling to TCU. This is an eight o'clock kickoff. TCU. That might be sweet. Yeah. That uh, stadium light shining on the purple helmets. Yeah, give me the horn frog at home. I have no reason to pick against them right now. They're they're that defense. They're hot. They should be able to control that ground attack from Kansas State. You know they do have a dynamic quarterback and running back. It, at some point, it's about the guys that put their hand in the dirt, and I just right. think TCU's guys are uh, going to win that matchup. Uh, uh, you like Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Uh, Seven o'clock on ESPN. I know uh, Alabama coming off a tough loss, but I think they bounce back, and I think they crush the Bulldogs this weekend. They're playing pissed. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be over by half. I think it's going to be. Has Coach Saban ever lost back to back? Probably, probably a maybe back in the day. Yeah, I'm not positive though. That's a good. That's a good trivia. I don't really know. Hmm. Ready for this one, Brian? Yeah. What you got? Minnesota traveling into Penn State under the lights in Penn State. It's probably going to be a whiteout. Give me Minnesota. Yeah, but. I think Minnesota's quarterback just got hurt. So give me Penn State. <laughs> Here, let, me, let me see if I can. They normally have news associated to it. I do think, yeah, I do believe Tana Morgan got hurt. Never mind. But maybe he's okay. I don't know how hurt. You never know. College is tough. It's They're not, they're not um, obligated to release info like uh, professionals are. Right. So it's a little tougher. Uh, Number seven, Ole Miss at LSU. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. Three thirty on CBS. Dude, first off, Florida Gators this week. Like, <laughs> how are you gonna do it again? I I told my friend he was over watching the Bills game with me. Big big win for our Bills. Um, watching the Bills game. I'm talking about you watch the games. He goes, yeah. Obviously, he was Tennessee. He, you know, he watched Tennessee, Alabama. I was like, "Did you watch though?" Um, you know, and I, I said, "Did you watch um, any more of anything else?" And he said, "No." So I was like, "Okay." And I tried to explain to him what exactly happened, and he just wasn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have a great like, re, uh, sounding board for it. So maybe I, I felt like all of a sudden, like, am I making a bigger deal out of Florida <laughs> blowing this? But I thought Florida blowing it was a big deal, and that absolutely you hyped them up in the beginning of the year. Like, is Florida back? Maybe Florida's back. Yes. Uh, yeah, kind of bit the bullet on that one. Yeah, he was like, "Oh," I was like, "Okay, oh, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> Give me the rebels in this one, though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. The hot hand. I have no reason um, 
to not, you know. That takes care of a uh, top 25, it seems like. Yeah. Let's see if I can pick out any others. Ooh, Return of Maction, I believe, is this week. Let's double check Ooh. on that. I believe Maction starts this week. Maybe not. <laughs> is it week no, nine? but we do have a game on Wednesday, though. We do have a game on Wednesday, but it's not Maction? It's not Maction. It's Georgia State and App State. Okay. Oh, okay. App State. Week 10. Oh, sorry. So App State's back on for week uh, 8. That's cool. Uh, go App State. Yeah, go App State. Yeah. Cool. All of a sudden, two Michigan diehards are pro App State. What is wrong with this world? <laughs> All right. You like Michigan this weekend? And a bye? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. I said it's pretty awesome being a Bills fan and a Michigan fan right now with two huge wins over rivals. You get to go into the bye and just chill. Exactly. Don't have to sweat. Nope, not at all. Oh, man. Is there any chance week eight can top week seven? I don't think so. By what we just went through, I don't really see it. Yeah, I don't know. If if Syracuse can hang on to Clemson and upset Clemson, maybe. But I I don't know. Alabama losing was... An early Christmas for me. So, <laughs> just waiting for that Ohio State loss, too. They're playing Iowa this week in the shoe. So, oh, I think, uh, awesome. oh my God, I know. Could you imagine? We know how Iowa's been playing this year. Iowa's, uh, yeah, Iowa's just, they're not good. No, they're not good. This game might be over in the by halftime. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping so. I don't like Iowa any more than I like um, Ohio State. Now, obviously, Ohio State. It's because they beat us all the time, but I don't like Iowa because they're an insult to college football. Exactly. Yeah. And that and that red and yellow or red. Oh my god, fucking yellow! It just reminds me of too much about Pittsburgh, and I'm not a Steelers fan. So. No. Yeah. No. Where did I get red and yellow from? That's a. You could. You took the two main colors. You took yellow from Iowa, and you took. Oh, okay. I'll say. Professional podcast. (laughs) Right here. Uh, uh, let's wrap it up then. Well, let's let's just say week seven was amazing. It almost seemed incredible. Like a uh, e- even with us missing the week four into week five and the week five and the week six or whatever how you want to say it. But like we missed a couple of weeks there. We did the interview with Bryce and that was awesome. Go back and check that out if you did not already listen. Yeah, he was um, great. He's got to come back. Yep. Uh. But we skipped the week before that, and weeks four or um, weeks five and week six were awesome too. So like seven seemed like they figure out a way to top it. So that if week eight can do it, man, I don't I don't know if we can survive. Yeah, I don't know. But if you if you got nothing going on, if you're listening right now and you got nothing going on at noon on Saturday, check out Syracuse, please. Yeah, they need all the good mojo they can get. They do, yep. but I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's been a fun ride either way for them this whole has been a blast um with all the underdogs and whatnot so uh before i belabor the point anymore uh tyler man good to see you good to see you and uh we'll be back next week for more recaps and more previews and until next time
Don't you know the two point compensation is good? Yeah, spot.